I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, and this is The Land Academy Show. This is episode number 1,954, and today we are talking about how to surround yourself with successful people like Land Academy member Kevin Farrell. And a little later uh, on in the episode, we'll be talking about undoing term sales. I got to, I have to say, this episode is near to me because Kevin's been with us. Kevin Farrell has been with us as a Land Academy member since we started, pretty close to since we started. He's been active in the live events. Mm-hmm. He's a uh, Discord uh, manager, a Discord uh, moderator, has been since long before we even had Discord and really active in there. And uh, the icing on the cake is that he's held consistent weekly uh, on-demand consulting calls for people that are stuck at some point in their land investment career. And uh, he's not re- he's retiring from his active role as a, um, a moderator and a consultant, but certainly not leaving the land business and uh, or Land Academy. But geez, what a, a, an amazing compliment. Jill and I have arranged for, uh, and we'll talk about it in a second, uh, his sort of attempt at, at replacing him, but we'll talk about it in a minute. Is this near and dear to your heart because you're thinking about doing all these things? No. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I thought that's where you're going. I'm like, no, I just it? really like Kevin. Oh, who and, does and I, it? And I like his contribution, and, and uh, I think he deserves it. We're going to talk a, all about that. He deserves an that. episode. Exactly. We, I have a lot to say about this, too, and I'm going to, but I thought that maybe that's why you brought all this up. You're talking about, like, boy, that sounds attractive. <laughs> no. Okay. Because I've had those jobs. No, no, no. The retirement part sounds attractive. Oh, yeah. That's yes, it does. There we go. No, no, no. Not that you want to take over and be the moderator and you want to um, do all the consulting. I know how that goes. (laughs) Each week on the show, we answer questions from our Land Academy member uh, Discord forum, review land acquisitions from our weekly member webinars, and take a deep dive into two uh, land-related topics by popular request. If you want a sneak peek of our Discord forum, go to landacademy.com. It's free. If you would like us to answer your question or would like help getting involved with our community, simply text us at 480-530-7383. We read all the texts (laughs) and your question just might be answered here on our next podcast. Greg wrote, okay folks, I've been feeling like it's pretty slow on the acquisitions, although inventory has been moving. But you know, I've been mixing it up and, and thought, man, not much of a response from my recent mailers. I haven't gotten a message from Pat Live since April 4th, so it's been about two weeks. I logged into Pat Live, checked my detailed bill, and it turns out I've had 34 calls since April 4th and I haven't received any messages about them. I called Pat Live, they can't find anything wrong, and none of their emails are reaching me. So then I called my web host, which is Bluehost, and they are claiming they did some maintenance on my DNS server, and maybe this is why they're not going through. They're going to try some things, but now I have some catching up to do. Poor guy. What did you? What was your response? So I, I think there's a, a deeper rooted issue here, and I'm not... Uh, you know, look, these things happen all the time. You know, Jill and I have owned businesses and own several businesses now. Uh, but geez, I've owned some version of a business since the early 90s. And stuff happens all day, every day. And the difference between why Jill and I are pretty consistently 
successful is because we roll with this stuff and laugh about it, which is what I think you're doing too. So, yep, congratulations. I think you're doing the right thing. You're not blowing your top. I've seen uh, many, many, many people get incredibly frustrated with all the detail-related stuff that goes on uh, in a business. And so... Good for you. I think you handled it great. Yeah, I just feel so bad and I'm glad you figured it out. You know, like the good news is your mailer was doing its job. The calls are coming in. The people are there. Now you got to circle back around and kind of play catch up a little bit. That, that, that's kind of fun. That's what everybody said in Discord. Yeah. You know, congratulations. You have 34 potential deals. Exactly. Call them back now and, and make it happen. And maybe question Bluehost. Yeah. And maybe change your server. <laughs> <laughs> Today's first topic is how you know why it's important to surround yourself with successful people like Kevin Farrell. You know, Kevin goes uh, like I said earlier, just a few seconds or minutes ago. Kevin's been with Land Academy since pretty close to the beginning. He's an active presenter at the live events. He's a moderator on Discord. He holds uh, paid consulting uh, sessions for. For our members who may be stuck, uh, and the, and all I get, all we get is positive responses from the people who uh, who talk to Kevin, and he's just he's really helped a lot of entrepreneurs uh, move forward in our group in a really successful way. And he was he came to us retired as a retired person, and now he uh, he needs to just take a step back from a time standpoint about Land Academy. Certainly not like, like I said, buying selling real estate, but as a moderator. And like the consulting calls. So I love Kevin. You know, the thing about it is Kevin just has a real calm, cool uh, way. And he's he's done what we wanted him to do, which is, you know, take the Land Academy model and tweak it to what works for him. And then what he's been doing on the coaching calls is, you know, help other people tweak it to what works for them, you know, kind of thing. Help people figure out their niches and overcome hurdles and things like that. So do not worry. That doesn't mean coaching is going away. We have a backup plan and we will announce that soon. But um, we're just going to be changing. Kevin Farrell will be passing the, mod- the uh, not the moderator torch. He'll still be there too, but passing the consulting torch on to um, some other individuals, which which is going to work out great. You know, and it's sometimes too, what's somebody, is somebody going to replace us sometime? Oh, sure. I'm like, now that I think about it, it's, I'm just thinking big picture. It's not a bad thing. No, it's great. I mean, it really, is people retire people retire people move on people you know uh want to do different things people want to um you know take breaks i totally get all that life happens totally get all that makes me think of we have a lot of members you know every year we have a healthy handful of members that life gets uh a hold of them and they have to shift their focus and then they come back to land academy which is really kind of cool so i'm i'm waiting to see how this goes with kevin because <laughs> he'll still be like he's still in our community he's not going anywhere but it'd be kind of funny if six months from now he's like i miss those calls can i do it again well, and to which we'll say heck yeah yeah you know exactly. bring it we know you're still doing deals you know it's hard this is one of the things about this business too is you know you can dial it up you can dial it back You know, I can do, I could be retired and do, you know, sort of retired basically and do one deal a month 
make you know oh geez you know make a, a million dollar a year you know living right supplement my whatever i've got going on with an extra nice million supplement. dollars right <laughs> exactly and uh, do one deal a month so you don't have to work that hard so i know i learned this a long time ago when we're, i was just starting with you and learning this business back then we had other there were other um not many, but little investors in our in our pool, if you will. This is many years ago, fifteen or so years ago, and it was interesting. There was times that I talked to these guys. I was like, "Yeah, I keep trying to, I keep trying to like really retire," but they're like, "I can't." You know, it's like even if you think you're going to turn off your phone in this business and you think you're going to hang up your hat, uh, the phone's going to ring. You're going to have a mailer that you sent 10 years ago and they're going to call you and you're going to go, well, shoot, I have to do that deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's what's going to, I know that's what's going to happen to us and I welcome that. I'm ready for it. Yeah. Let's take a look at one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar. This is taking us now to Benton, Washington. Two mm -hmm. parcels, six grand, sell for a hundred. 10 acres. All right, I love it. Let's see. Yes, access. Close proximity to the city of Richland and Interstate 82, one of the three Tri-Cities and the Yakima, Snake, and County Rivers. Population 220,000. Big neighbors to left, Desert Land, LLC. Hmm. All right, so let's see. What are you finding here so far? So this is a, a paper subdivision that's north of the town up in these hills. There's one, we've looked in the sub recently on the show. There's one uh, structure here. I don't know if these are wells or what. The buildability of this lot is very, very questionable. And I'm sure if we looked at it at Google Earth, it would be all split at 6,000 bucks. For two. So if we can f find some direct comps in this uh up on this sub that'd be buying five acres for three up there i i'm leaning towards yes three each basically so let's see so we don't see any because it's right here okay it's up in these hills I, i'd be extremely surprised if you could get to it at all i mean there's roads that little two tracks and stuff yeah that doesn't mean it has legal access but i a think a lot for, of people would but yeah a lot of people would so buy for six and sell for 20 or 13 like joel said it's probably very realistic so this comp, just so everybody knows, this is not a real good one. So right now you're going, I'm on the fence. I think it's great, but what could I be missing? You like that? Totally. Okay, cool. All right. So we're just, this one is just a frankly, you know, it puts up so many good deals. This is, doesn't even seem to me like a normal Chelsea deal. I agree. So. But you priced it right. And for those reasons. I'm out <laughs> like Shark Tank. <laughs> this is probably something from Chelsea's first mailer three years ago mm -hmm. that they saved her letter. It's been on the fridge and now they need the dough. Or she priced it so well that, or she renegotiated it, mm -hmm. whatever. However you got to the $6,000, you did it right. Yeah. Okay. Um, renegotiated. Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> that's where oh got it down to this price and now she's so you're even going i don't know if i want to do it 
even though it's only six grand. Wow, get this. Hey, if you don't know by now, Jill and I own a commercial printing company specifically for sending blind offers to real estate owners. It's called offers2owners.com. Just recently, we added a product to it called Concierge Data. A lot of people don't are not interested any longer in doing their own mailers. They want to sub that out, just like they're subbing a lot of parts of their business out this day and age. Check us out. Offers2owners.com. Ask for Aaron. He'll hook you all up. Let's take another question posted by one of our members on the Land Academy Discord online community. Again, if you want a sneak peek, go to landacademy.com, it's free. Arturo wrote, what percentage of buyers are A, real estate professionals, B, getaway dreamers, i.e. like a family cabin, C, other buyer types, and what percentage of sellers are A, mom and pop single property owners, B, real estate professionals, C, other seller types. What what was the response here? I'm kind of curious what people had to say. Like, was it like, does it matter? I mean, I, I mean. <laughs> that's the Jill response. That's my response. Like, <laughs> And actually, I agree with that. I don't know. I'm not going to change anything. So I'm a little, I don't know. I'm not going to market anything differently or do anything differently. So I'm kind of curious why this question came up. I don't know. And uh, honestly, I didn't look at the responses. I was just massively intrigued by this. So here's my answer to the first one. You know, what, are buy- what percentage of buyers are real estate pros or uh, getaway dreamers, you know, end users and then and see other. It depends on the type of real estate. And we have a tremendous finite amount of control, infinite amount of control over what type of real estate we buy. Right now in CareerPath, there's a, a person buying um, a specific use, a fantastic deal, a piece of property for 20 plus thousand dollars that's only zoned for multifamily right between two existing very successful apartment buildings. And so as a percentage, you know, the, uh, that's a small percentage of the acquisitions that we would do. And to, to your second question, who's gonna buy that? The, uh, somebody who's gonna build an apartment building. And so we all know how that's gonna end. I mean, you can, you have a crystal ball on that real estate deal, you know, 95% of the risk is gone. She's buying it for, I think, what, $27,000. It's probably two, $300,000 piece of property. That's wholesale. And and she knows who's gonna buy it. It's the people who, other, uh, who have developed apartment buildings in that county super predictable super simple stuff while she didn't seek out that type of zoning in that mailer she did what the, the land we teach here at land academy and we she mailed everybody everybody that pieces owns a piece of vacant land for less than 20 percent of what it's worth or more and that's how it came out so to answer your first question you have control over over uh buyers i mean uh, yeah you know that is the buyer the buyer is that's a specific use property if it was agricultural or uh uh geez you know you know recreational Mm -hmm. then that's a much much wider percentage but jill's right you throw it on the mls or in commercial real estate you you know what's going to happen as far as sellers go this is this is all you meaning that who i'm buying the property from those sellers what percentage uh, are mom and pop single? It's all over the, you know what, honestly, who I'm dealing with are the mom and pop single property owners. And that's what everybody really. said. 
That's the whole thing. That's why, you know, I'm not reaching out to real estate professionals because that means somebody got there first. It means if I, if my mailer landed in the hand of a real estate agent, I'd say, well, have a nice day. Somebody else got there first. See ya kind of thing. I don't want to talk to them. I want to talk directly with the seller and those people that just own those properties. They may not own single properties. They may have been collecting them over the years and they may have 10, they may have more um, interested in maybe all of them, depending on what, what they've got. So I don't, I guess the whole thing is I only would care about the, so there's two things on this whole question that I care about. One is when I'm buying property, I care about who's selling it to me and I want to make sure I'm buying it from the owner. Nobody else in the middle of the way, not a wholesaler, not someone holding a contract, not a real estate agent. Mm, no, they got there first. They're taking money out of the deal and I'm not interested now. I want to deal right with the sellers. And then on the sell side, who do I want to sell it to? Darn near anyone. Anybody's got the dough. I don't really care. And then the only thing that I might think about, like you said, is when there's a really unique property with a specific use, I do want to make sure that myself or whoever's selling the property for me properly conveys that and they post it in the right place. So like the example you gave, it's a real estate, it's um, it's going to be a developer, it's going to be somebody that does apartment buildings. So where is that going to need to be a loop net and those kind of environments? And it's going to need to be with that kind of a commercial broker. I'm not going to call the residential person that says, I'm just learning land, I'll sell that for you. Mm -mm. That's not the person that's going to sell it for me. So I want to make sure it gets to the right place. Also, if I had like a real specific use, like it's a it's a recreational uh, duck hunting property or something like that. And it's, you know, 40 acres. I want to make sure that whoever's selling it for me gets it on those in front of those people in the right Facebook groups and all of that, that where the hunters are because they're going to want it. And whoever's who's doing that, by the way, is probably like a mossy oak or whitetail property guy. Right. That's one of their specialties. You know, when you send a mailer out, feels exactly right. Probably 90 plus percent, uh, you know, you're going to get a man or a woman who say, you know, you know, we've owned this property for you. It's mom and pop. And so there's a smaller percentage, obviously a much smaller percentage of corporate owned properties or uh, just as it's an entity other than Jim and Sally Smith. And so uh, the truth is, after a lot of years of doing this, that's sparks a red flag. Why is this company selling it? What what happened here? Is there something wrong with it? So it causes us to to dig deeper to find out uh, what's going on. Maybe and if maybe it's like you know what I own this company since 1964, and I have these three properties left in this LLC in this county. And, and by the way, here's the other two. Take a look at them. I'd love to sell it to you because I'm just kind of done. What you don't want when it's in an LLC is, oh, I bought this and I found out, uh, you know, there's all these flaws and I can't use it and I'm just going to dump it on you. That's what you have to be worried about. And I think that's what you're asking here. Cool. Today's second topic is ongoing term, undoing, excuse me, term sales. That was a Freudian slip. Ongoing term sales. That's what they are. <laughs> Never ending. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I don't know where to start on this topic. I'm, I'm going to ask you to start. <laughs> our, our, you know what? Our group is packed full of people who are, who are recovering still from doing term sales. Yeah. So let me paint the picture. Um, 
it's, it, there is a thing, and we have done it in the past too, so I know of what I speak, <laughs> <laughs> um, that is very attractive to buy a property and instead of selling it quickly for double, you could sell it for three, four times as much by doing seller financing. So let's just say I bought a property for $4,000, right? I could sell it right now for 10 cash, be done, move on. Or I could sell it for $19,975 and take, I don't know, $3,000 down and $250 a month for however many months that is, right? Very attractive. And a lot of this is, is going with people. The thought process is, wait a minute, Jill, I'm going to quickly get my money back done. I like that. And then I'm going to get 250 a month and I don't have to do anything. It's just passive income. That's the term. Well, Jill, if I have 10 of those, now I've got, you know, $2,500 a month. I have a hundred. I have, you know, do the math that much money a month, passive income. So again, we have done this. Uh, it's never really passive income. If you think that every single person, or even if you think that 90 to 100% of these people are gonna have no issues, they're gonna pay on time, they're gonna just keep, they're gonna set up a payment system with you, it's auto pay, and you're just gonna walk away and spend your time on the golf course, you got another thing coming, because it doesn't go that way. Uh, it's, it's a different buyer. There's two things that happen. One is, A, you're not going to get your money back fast, right? Sure, I got my initial investment back, but I can't put that into something else right away. So that's going to kind of slow me down, make it a million bucks. I'm making a million bucks at 250 a month. It takes a long time. So versus, versus cash and then doubling that and doubling that and doubling that. Okay, we'll get to that in a minute. So that's, that's the one problem. And then two, it's like, these buyers that you're working with, it's a different person, it's a different mindset that can only afford 250 a month. And sometimes things happen, they lose their job, their paycheck changes, they get a new job. They lose interest. They lose interest, they forget, they don't want it anymore, stuff happens. And then, so here you are with this property that hopefully you didn't record uh, any kind of major thing that you have to undo and you know, I can't, you know, there's, there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it, and that's not what this is about. But hopefully you can easily turn around and resell the property, but before you even do that, if you're like me, you're gonna try to chase this person and try to help them out, get them back on track, because you don't wanna undo this. I feel bad. You know, there's, you know, $7,000 in, and I don't wanna have to redo all this, and I, and I, and so anyway, I always try to help them out. You can see where I'm going here. You know, if you, these, the people that have really taken this to the next level, like you before me, um, always have a staff of people to manage these payments, manage the customers, make sure it goes through smoothly. It's never that easy. So, so what's happened now is people have, and like I said, we have done this and realized too, like, wait a minute, what am I doing? This doesn't make any sense. So, the 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 reason you would unturn do term sales and and take a step back is let me paint this picture you buy for 10 you buy for four remember i started with four grand let's just be easy i buy for four i sell for eight i do it again right this time i buy for eight i sell for 16. i buy for 16 i sell for 32. 
maybe even then I start splitting them up and do a couple 16s, 32. Before I know it, in six months, I can be looking at $100,000. Hundreds. Very easy. Hundreds. Even more than that. I'm being so conservative, it's not even yeah. funny. So in six months, you could have $100,000 in your bank, which you would not have at two fifty dollars a month, by the way. Um, starting with four grand. And then you go, oh, and then you can start making different decisions. You can, you could easily, and then just keep going up from there. You could split off and go, hey, I like this size. I like buying for 20 and selling for 50. That's a great market for me. It's really easy to work with. I do one of those a week. Think about that. So four, now you're making 120 a month with those numbers, selling one property a week. Am I really worried about these term sales? I'm way past what I can do. And I screw one month, I only sell two this month and I sell three next month. So what? I still made more than $50,000 a month. You know, not working that hard and not having to babysit anybody. These deals are done. You know, you buy it, you sell it, it's, it's done. So what we're talking about undoing these term sales is I want you to, to think about them and let you know if you're in this um, situation, you didn't do anything wrong. I think it's great that you learned that, by the way. You have learned so much, uh, and I appreciate how you taught me how to do this a long time ago. You know, I, I really appreciate that knowledge and getting to know that and understand those customers. And I'm, I'm, we don't do that anymore. We've moved on. And there's a lot of people in Land Academy that have come and continue to come to us from those situations because they're like kind of stuck there. You kind of go, all right, I'm at $25,000 a month. It's not, it's not passive by any chance. It means I need to do more and I don't want to take on another 25,000 this way. I don't have the bandwidth. So a lot of people come to us to help undo this and make some changes. Now, I'm happy to talk about how to undo this. Do you want me to continue or you want to jump in? Yeah, let me intervene and then you okay. can you can end on that. Okay. Undoing it is by joining Land Academy. Yeah. Let's deconstruct both of these business models. There's the cash model and the terms model. In both of, there's some very key similarities to both of these models. You got to buy a piece of real estate cheap. So. You learn how to, in both models, from any source on the internet or anybody who's done it several times, how to buy inexpensive property, inexpensive land. That's your job in the, on the cash side and on the term side. You send out a bunch of mailers, you understand that process, you utilize the power of the mail, and you buy a piece of real estate in both cases. What you end up doing with that real estate uh, and, and your involvement in general on the cash business model, which is Land Academy model, is over. You're on to buying the next deal. Why? Because you go find a real, you spend a couple hours finding a, a really qualified real estate agent and you shove that deal off to that person, especially if you're in Land Academy Pro, you know, where our, our people literally handle the deal for for you, get it done and, and kind of take it from there within reason. And I'm oversimplifying, but what you become within the cash model is an acquisition expert. So now think about what, what happens in the term sale model. You Congratulations, you bought a great piece of real estate, it's closed and you own it. Now you, if you own a collections company or a note servicing company, you are crazy qualified 
for what's about to happen in that deal because you know how to no service notes already. You know, uh, you know how, how collections goes. You got to get on the phone. You have to do all kinds of stuff. So you become inadvertently doing four or five things that you have to be great at to, on term sales or get the people around you after you make $25,000 a month or whatever it all adds up to, to take that crap off of your back so that you can actually go do what really matters, which is buy cheap real estate, undervalued real estate. So you have to ask yourself, what do you want? I mean, do you want all this responsibility or do you just want to be really good at buying undervalued land and then outsourcing it off to real estate agents or whomever to get the deal closed and make a ton of money? It's going to take you years, years and years and years to make $100,000 a month uh, in term sales. If it ever happens at all, in fact, it wouldn't. If I, I would have quit because it's grueling to deal with these people, to deal with the, the and you have the rescission rate and the default rate on term sales is insane. I've heard 50%, but when we were doing it, it was closer to 90%. And then you got to resell the property. And so that's some, some people's, that's their business model because they want to own every piece of land that they've ever purchased perpetually and forever. And if that's your business model, then you should learn how to do term sales. What Jill and I prefer to do is buy one or two or three properties a month, maybe sometimes as much as t as many as ten, make fifty to eighty thousand dollars a property. Uh, in many cases, much more than that. And so it's not hard to do the math. You buy five or eight five pieces of property, they make fifty thousand dollars net. Um, that's a quarter of a million dollars a month, times ten months. You know, that's two two and a half to three million dollars a month uh, a year. So you choose which one you want. Mm -hmm. How do you undo it, Joe? Well, you choose. You know what I choose? I choose getting wealthy faster. I choose life, yeah. <laughs> and and well, not working you know that I hard. You know it's just two things. You know what I forgot, too, <laughs> is that it costs amount, the same amount to buy these pieces of property. So yeah. from a cash requirement standpoint, you know, you're still buying a property for ten grand, and then you want it back $250 a month at a time, or you want to go and sell it for 25000 immediately. Well, hold on. What if I have limited funds, right? Then I can only afford to buy one at a time. i got to wait to save up to buy a second one. Versus if I turn and sell it, now I can buy two. And I sell that, now I can buy four. Listen, there's nothing that makes sense about term sales, <laughs> yeah. unless you own a collection agency. I'm, right. I'm, I'm not selling you anything here. It doesn't make sense. So here's what you do to undo it. <laughs> you know what? The first thing I do, again, been there, done that. I've called every single person that I had and said, how much money do you have? <laughs> Not kidding. Total truth time here. I called every single person on payments and said, we're going to make a deal. Let's, Stop the madness. Yeah, let's get this done. How how much oh, do you Jill, have? That's brilliant. I yeah. know you. I forgot you did. Yeah, that. I remember. I did. That. I called him. I said, you know, and I'm like, this is your lucky day. I know you think you owe me nine thousand on this, but you don't. How's do you have four? Okay, you know, something like that. I, remember, I do remember mm -hmm. doing that. Yep. And we and were both on that, really on the same page about Oh, that. yeah. Like, just stop it. I know. We're it was, buying all these deals. Who cares? Not, it's like, we could sell this property for 14 well, grand. We long got our initial investment back, you know, kind of thing. So I'm like, I don't really care. And, and they were thrilled. And I was mm -hmm. thrilled. I just wanted to give it forward and just say, move on. And you know what? It was a great way, too, to quickly have a lot of cash. So think about this one. If you do this, right, you've got all these properties out there you call every single person you got you got 10 even let's just say you got 10 of them and you call all these people and you cut them a deal and that averages $2,500 and they're out you just got 25,000 bucks and what can I do with 25,000 watch me 
Yep. I'll Turn buy it into a one. I'll buy one for $25,000, sell it for 75 in 30 days. Now I got 75. You're like, oh, yep. I hear you. Now I don't really care about these terms, right? That's what you do. And yep. then do two of them. Now I got 150. Next, you see that's where I'm going. That's our whole business model. Yeah. Call them up and undo it. You know, my other thing would be, I mean, that's the best thing. I, you could like, oh, I'm going to sell them to somebody else and give them the notes and everything. I don't even want to go there. That's just a, just... I don't know. I don't know if you're really helping that person. I think the nice thing is to cut a deal with all these sellers or all these buyers. Actually, these are your buyers. And uh, get all the cash you can and do it. Do it the Land Academy way. Yep. Let's take a look at another one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar. Fannin County, Texas. Four acres, 41000 bucks. Thinks we could sell it for 150 I like those numbers. It's Oklahoma. Okay, so Dallas. here's the thing. It's inside the city limits of a small town. Hay shed in the back corner. How sweet is that? Cattle run on the west side. Water and power available. There's also a non-functioning well that could be brought back to service. One and a half hours to Dallas. So these are all attributes. We're all on record here, all of us, that we don't remove old structures. Yeah, like that. And there's it almost the... always, if not every single time, increases the value of your property. I want to be super, super clear on that. Why? Because utilities were, were, were addressed at some point if the structure was, you know, a residence. If it was a farming structure, like a barn with no electricity, which this may or may not be, that's good too. It shoots well. I don't, you know, even if it, we have property that bombed out fire damaged mobile homes on it and we keep it on there and it sells faster. Mm -hmm. It's always an attribute. Remember that property so northern Arizona was just. I remember. Couldn't even really like get a to crime it. Crime scene. Yeah. We tried to go to it. I'm like, we're like, I can see it from here. That's all I need to know. <laughs> and we sold that property. We did really well on it. So yeah. structures are good, regardless of. Uh, and and you're also going to find the right type of creative buyer who knows what to do with that kind of thing. Making it pretty like it's HDTV, that doesn't apply. That only applies to houses and uh, it, 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 that's just not who these buyers are. The buyers have vision here most of the time. Or just someone to have options. Yeah. So, all right. So what's, what's, your, what's your take here? We've seen this in numbers. It just comes down to the numbers. I love this piece of property. Mm -hmm. I love the hour and a half from Dallas, uh, all of that. We buy 41. 150 seems like a lot. So that's a sell for. Oh, let's, I don't know what that Dallas situation. Oh, darn. Okay. Okay. So we're buying it for 41. We've got 30 properties for sale. And over the past 12 months, 25 have sold. So let's just call that one to one. It's not setting the world on fire, but it's not upside down. Four acres. Five acres for a hundred thousand, uh, one acre for seventy-two thousand, mm -hmm. ten acres for one eighteen, uh, four point four with the structure on for one fifty. These are all good signs. You know, this will sell fast. Mm -hmm. I've had property like this in Texas, and it sells really fast. And it doesn't sell. You don't need to discount it deeply, at least prior to this week. Um, you don't have to discount it deeply to get it sold fast. But you do want to buy it at the right price. 
I would go a little cheaper on the purchase price. I, I think I would max out at 20. Julie, I have something inspirational to share. So I'm sitting here thinking about just people that can't seem to get off. They can't seem to, you know, S-H-I blank or get off the pot, right? And I'm like, and it's, I see it in Facebook so much. I see um, very vocal people that talk about big things and big goals, and but they're not doing it. <laughs> And I'm sitting here going, what's what's going on here? They're 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 all into the action, not even the action. They're into the pre preparation part of it, and they're not taking any action. So, sorry, I'm a little distracted here. I'm, I'm getting ready for my talk. Okay, thank you. Let me know when you're ready, and I'll have mine. Okay, <laughs> thank you. So. Let me back up. It totally threw me off. I'm sorry. I just sorry. couldn't do it with all the flashing. I get um, Okay, so my inspiration is like my my line is a thousand books does not replace taking action. I see a lot of people really vocal in Facebook, Instagram, whatever, all over social media that have a lot of stuff to say, and they're talking about you should do this, you should do that, you should do this, and they have a thousand books, a hundred, maybe a thousand books, so much hours and time under their belts of reading and preparing and talking and giving speeches, but they're not actually doing anything, and it's just it's frustrating to me, and I'm trying to figure out, and I want to have this conversation with you yeah. for a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. because I'm struggling like I'm not that way you know well, let's start with how you are okay well you know one of the things I loved and I put that quote in here which is we have a person right now in in a career path who who his saying is oh watch I'll do it Jill you know and Jack I'll do it I'm really good at fixing things while I'm pedaling the bike and I'm like that's really good that's kind of how I do it I'm like you know what I'm just going to figure it out I'm going to do it and I'm gonna figure it out. I might make a mistake, so what? I'll fix it, but I'm gonna, if I don't take any action, I don't get started anywhere, then nothing's getting done. And that's what I see these people doing, and I don't, I'm frustrated. So to answer your question, I'm not that person. I read books later on. You know what's funny? I find myself reading books confirming like, oh, I did well on that one. Like, oh, I sucked on that. But it's way after the fact. Like, oh, note for next time. I'll handle that situation differently. But I'm, I'm just gonna just run with it. Someone says, here are a thousand raffle tickets, Jill, go sell them. All right, I'll, I don't even know what they're for. I'm gonna figure that out in the car, wherever I'm going to think where I can find a thousand people who can afford whatever these raffle tickets are. I'm probably, you know what, I'm probably in the car on the way to the mall. I'll tell you right now. And on the way to the mall, I'm going, what are these anyway? And how much are they? What have I got to sell? Like, oh, I got to, okay. Theories are expensive. I'm going to stand in front of Nordstrom, you know, or something like that. As silly as it sounds, I'm going to be on my way doing it, seeing myself doing it, and just standing up there and, and winging it. But I'm taking action. I'm frustrated because I see people book calls um, to, to, to do what we do and people show up on member calls. I see people asking great questions, but they're not, they're not diving in. I have long said that 
you are underutilized. <clears throat> Your talent will is we have a great life. Yeah. We make a, a lot ton of money, way too mo- way more money than I ever thought I would ever make ever, yeah. and a lot faster. And we continue to get more, greater. But I uh, that's in mind. I have long said that you are underutilized here. Thank you. Your talent, your you know your liquid raw talent to what you just described. I know you would go to a mall and sell a thousand tickets to something. Mm-hmm. I just know that's where you are. So which leads me to this point. We all went to school at one point. Some of us went to college. And the what you get back, I don't know why this is. I'll, I'll never understand. But the feedback that you get in uh, high school and college from instructors and administrators is, well, it looks like you're pretty good at math, but you suck at this thing over here. So you need to try harder. Yeah, and to which I respond now in my 50s. Uh, I didn't respond then the, that way, that uh, this way then. You know, that doesn't make sense to me. Shakespeare doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, you're not trying hard enough and you need to get back in there and you need to get an A. Why? Why do I need to get an A? It doesn't make sense to me. Physics is, yeah, I get it, but I don't care. It doesn't, that's not, I'm applying a, a, a reason here and I'm applying logic and I'm applying what makes sense to me and this thing in math and computers really makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, but you, uh, you know, you got a C in gym, which, and by the way, you're the first person who got a C in gym in the history of all academia. You, there's something wrong with you. And so we we're hardwired to deal with that, to which I say malarkey. I, I don't believe, I think that's awful and I, and I think that you need to, people, this is why Jill and I start every career path with a personality test. And we all know what we're good at and what we suck at and what we want to do and what we don't want to do. What Jill wants to do for whatever reason is what she describes. Who knows? I don't know why. That's And her personality uh, tests all reflect that. What I want to do is analyze data, get really wealthy, uh, and I want it to all make sense and have a good life. Is that so bad? Third grade teacher? Yep. I don't want to ever talk about Shakespeare again or any of that. So I don't know if this came from this common um, British type education where, you know, in air quotes, oh, now you're educated because you can quote Shakespeare even though you don't care about it. I think it's some version of that still left over. And so when common sense doesn't apply, there's no amount of books that are going to help you take action. That said, you need a source of inspiration. Maybe it's Land Academy. Mm. Everybody needs a source of inspiration for us to get off of our butts and to actually do something. Or maybe back in the back of your head, you just know you're never going to do anything anyway. You just like being involved in a group like Land Academy and listening to other people do it, do really well at it and it gives you hope. That's fine. As long as you're standing in the mirror saying, yep, this is it. I'm, this is what I want. You know, you're accepting of it. Yes. You're accepting and yourself, of it. not your yeah, wife, I don't take not that. your kids. I know you don't. <laughs> I like, no, you don't I, accept, won't, you I don't, won't accept that. And you don't ex- make you do it. <laughs> yep. You only accept peak performance out of me and you only accept it out, out of yourself and, and largely not so much to it's a true. much lesser degree out of our kids. And so w- what I hear you saying is, you know, you're applying that now to most land Academy members, which I love. It's one of the I things I love about you. With this. I know you I love came to me and you. said, you want to get rich. Well, I'm going to push <laughs> you to do it. Dog on it. So you, if you're listening and this is you, you need to do it. Dog on it. Books don't help. They don't No, in, in linear. If you're not a linear thinker, um, you know, by the time you're 40, you're, just, you're not going to learn to be a linear thinker. If you're not an ultra organized people, you know, Joe and I walk around the house right now, we're getting ready for a four month RV trip. 
and we laugh and joke with each other and high five each other about how organized we are. She's got stuff to do. I've got stuff to do. And we're, we're, we're in our element, you know, paring down the crap that we're going to bring and, and uh, buying GPS units or whatever she does to, to make herself happy to have a fun trip. And we're ultra organized. You know, it's a contest almost. We haven't said it that way, but that's what it is. So I don't care what you do. Or where you get your inspiration, just be honest with yourself about it. Whoever brings the least amount of crap wins. Yes. Right now, it's me. Yes, it's true. <laughs> well, I have, to, I have all this freaking audio, you know audio video equipment oh, on my side. Well, wait a minute. His is all like, he's got, but mine's like, mine fits in my purse. <laughs> That's what's so funny. <laughs> yeah, and when the stuff she pulls out of her purse doesn't work, guess who is responsible for making oh, sure we do the Thursday call? I don't know. Last time I did a live thing on myself, phone it didn't go too bad <laughs> but yeah we're you're good this is awesome thank you that was very that was really good i'm gonna was, finish on this good stuff to say about that I, i'm gonna finish on this yeah you will never ever be reach your potential if you can't get over failing at stuff true i think it's the funniest thing in the world when i spill a glass of milk jill not so much but it, it's not to an unhealthy level i think it's a just i think when uh, checkout clerk screams at you for some reason that you didn't do anything wrong that my first and only real reaction is to laugh and say well, okay well I hope you have a better day yeah exactly it's just or if I did something wrong to upset, upset you how about I undo it right now there you go that's all and you have to run your business like that exactly Jack, do you have something manplan.com is shooting? Yes, manplan. Manplan.com is a company I will, uh, I've been writing for my whole life and preparing for. Uh, it's a topic really just like this at the end of the epi these episodes where we talk about life and how to accomplish your goals. You know, in a lot of cases, I think a lot of men, a lot of people, but in particular, a lot of young uh, men want to get rich. And manplan is to tell you how to do that and keep a happy woman and all the other stuff that your dad probably never really sat you down and talked about. Oh, I'm, I'm listening now. <laughs> <laughs> My topic today is money habits that keep you poor. I'm going to start off with a, a run through this list. Number one, you have no spending discipline. I don't even need to follow that up. Yeah. Number two, you have lack of earning power in this eight unit list. This is my favorite. I don't know if you've ever heard of Susie Orman. She kind of gets up on stage. I think she's retired now. She's older than, than me. Gets on stage and says, after listening to many people's woes about passive investing and Wall Street products and I can't afford this and we want to buy a new house and we can't do it. Her answer often is, sounds like you don't make enough money. That's a huge problem. My dad never told me that. Mm. My dad never said, yeah, you suck at this. You should go make more money. He said, that's life. Mm. Figure it out. Lack of work discipline. We were just talking about that. You have to have a calendar. I don't care how, what you do. I don't, I don't care if you're a surgeon, a plumber, or a mother of two. You know, you have to have a calendar. Moms have badass calendars most oh, of the time. Oh, yeah. I've noticed. Very badass calendars, exactly. It's the only way we can keep our heads above water. <laughs> <laughs> Lack of financial literacy. That's a whole chapter in my man plan program. Financial literacy is not something we get anywhere. We don't get it in high school. Uh, home, home economics, which I'm sure they don't have anymore. I took home economics, I did you? Home. Yep. 
They teach Learn you how, how to, to write a check. <laughs> write a check and keep a budget. Yeah. And and the budget modules, you know, maybe half of one sit down day, half of an hour, but at least it's something. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I went all through all kinds of formal education, accounting, uh, accounting education, and no one ever said this is how a personal your personal budget should go. True. And this is how much you can afford your paychecks X. This is how much house you can afford. What you do here, splattered all over the internet, is there's no affordable housing, which what they're really saying is there's no affordable housing for you. Why? Because you don't make enough money. You're not cool enough. Number five, you're not paying yourself first. You know who gets paid before you? The federal and state government. Right out of that paycheck. Is that what you want? It's not what I want. Impulsive buying. I've never suffered from this, have you? Well, having that be a problem? Go and buy a Corvette on a Sunday because you're bored. No, well, not when I couldn't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like big picture wise, no. Number seven is my second favorite, uh, second to earning lack of earning power. You don't make enough money. Number seven is, Broke people aren't influencing you. So you're hanging around with people who are broke and crying poor and have all kinds of issues. You know, that's not what happens here at Land Academy. Yeah. I, not, I don't know how long we've been doing this. Jeez, it's almost 10 years, you know, with Land Academy. I've never once heard somebody stand up and be real loud about, I just don't have enough money. I don't know how to do this. And I, I you know, but in my personal life, when all growing up, it's all you ever hear is, yeah, I don't, I don't have any money. So I can't go with you guys. It's Friday night, I know. Crying poor is not good. You're hanging around with the wrong people. Number eight, and we're all victims of this, and it's unfortunate because you can't really get ahead without it. You're selling your time for money, and it's your only income. That's a fancy way of saying you have a W-2 job. You make $82,500 a year. You pay rent. You live with a couple of stinky people, and you're selling your time for money, and you're looking around constantly saying, I got to get out of this, and I just don't know how. So we've all been there. That's what Land Academy is. So you gotta, the first step to changing anything is to realize what's going on around you and then want to change it. And uh, habits are bad, you know, habits are, habits work both ways. And you just, you want good habits, not bad ones. I love it. That was awesome. Thank you. She says that, but she wasn't listening to a darn thing. I listened to the whole If you're watching this, thing. she's completely doing something else. No, I'm not. <laughs> I was listening to the whole thing. Hey, don't forget, you can reach us for questions and for help by texting 480-530-7383. Join us next Wednesday for another interesting episode. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. We are Jack and Jill. Information and inspiration. It's by undervalued property.